It's Curious City, where we take your questions about Chicago and the region and investigate, report, explore from WBEZ. Julie Walter says when her kids were young, she took them to Chicago's Foster Beach every Friday in the summer. She remembers seeing parents put those inflatable rings and life jackets on their kids, but then... The kids go paddling into the water, and the life starts just flip out and start screaming at people. You got to take that off. You got to take it off. Julie thought those inflatables could have made kids safer, so she wants to know why folks can't use flotation devices at Chicago beaches. I don't totally understand it. Before we start, I should clarify that even though Chicago used to ban life jackets, today swimmers can wear properly fitted, Coast Guard-approved life jackets and even certain water wings. But other floaties like rafts, crocodiles, tubes, boogie boards and loungers, no way. I'm WBEZ reporter Monica Eng, and like Julie, I kind of thought floaties would make kids safer too. But as I reported this out, the people I talked to made me totally rethink these assumptions. Now, the Chicago Park District didn't make anyone available to talk about its policy, but I did talk to water safety experts, like this guy. Tom Gill, spokesperson for the United States Life Saving Association. Gill says not every city's got a ban on floaties, but more and more are understanding their dangers. One big issue is that a lot of folks who use them don't actually know how to swim. And they are easily lost from the person's control. And if they have floated out into a deeper area that they cannot swim in, they're going to go under very quickly. Other officials around the nation say floaties can make parents lazy. Like mom and dad might just put water wings on Junior and stop paying attention. For a more local picture, though, I met up at the beach with Dave Benjamin. He heads the Great Lakes Surf Rescue Project. Hey, Dave, nice to meet you. I feel like I'm overdressed. Now, Dave's a veteran surfer, so he knows about fun in the lake, but he's also serious about safety. He says most people just don't get the real dangers of swimming in the Great Lakes, where there have been 642 drownings since 2010. On average, half happened in Lake Michigan, and half of Lake Michigan drownings happened in the south end of Lake Michigan. Yep, right here, where so many Chicagoans swim in vacation. Dave says pairing flotation devices with Lake Michigan's shifting winds and currents can be surprisingly deadly. These toys can actually pose some hazards that most people are not aware of, such as if it's a light offshore wind, it could blow the inflatable object into deeper water where a child or even the parent may go after it. Or they can carry people out into the lake fast. Benjamin said that happened in 2012 to an Indiana couple, Evelyn and Leonel. They wanted to watch the sunset from a raft out on the lake. They didn't realize that the offshore wind could blow them far and fast offshore. And Lionel was a very strong swimmer, very physically fit. And he had gotten out of the raft and was trying to swim it back to shore. When he tried climbing back into the raft, it capsized. The raft blew away. They were both in the water, and Lionel was exhausted. A bystander had witnessed the capsize on the beach. Unfortunately, by the time that he got out there to uh, rescue them, Leonel had submerged and Evelyn was saved. Despite so many stories like this, Dave knows that people are going to just keep using floaties at the unguarded beaches on the lake. And for them, he's got some advice. First, never use rafts with an offshore wind. And if you see it start blowing out into the open water, let it go. This week's reporting comes from me, Monica Eng. Curious City is supported by the Conant Family Foundation.
Hey, before I let you go, I want to tell you about another podcast you might enjoy. Actually, it's co-hosted by me, along with Louisa Chu, a Chicago Tribune food reporter. It's called Chewing, like Chewing, get it? We report on food and health in Chicago and elsewhere, interviewing chefs, farmers, authors, and sometimes food journalists. And we go on a lot of food field trips in Chicago, sometimes with my mom. Mom, have you ever seen the hibaritos that look like this? I have never. These are just ginormous. Louisa and I are old friends. Well, not that old, but you know what I mean. And we combine our reporting with humor and let's call it sometimes banter. No, no, I have some sugar. And I do get caramelization on my broccoli. Yeah, and she's very judgy about it. Anybody who thinks you shouldn't caramelize broccoli is insane. (laughs) You can find Chewing wherever you get your podcasts or at chewing.xyz. Yes, chewing.xyz. It's a real website. Next time on Curious City, an excerpt from our live event about the rivalry between New York and Chicago in the 1890s. Chicago wanted to host the World's Fair, and New York thought that was, well, ridiculous. Don't pay any attention to the nonsensical claims of that windy city. Chicago could not build a World's Fair, even if it won it. That's next time on WBEZ's Curious City. Sometimes you just need a quick overview of the news. Meantime, it was chaos today at the Chicago City Council. A Chicago cop with a controversial past is running for judge. Other times, you're looking for a deeper understanding of what's going on in the city. Wow, that's so, no one has asked me that question. The Rundown Podcast has all of that, and it's Chicago-based, so you know what's up in your neighborhood and across town. Listen to The Rundown wherever you get your podcasts or at wbez.org slash rundown.